As Jesus taught, he said, Watch out for the teachers of the law, for they like to walk around in flowing robes and be greeted in the marketplaces and have the most important seats at the synagogues, the places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for a show make lengthy prayers. Such men will be punished most severely. Now those are some words we can resonate with, aren't they? (laughs) If there's anything that Jesus has ever said that's worth standing up and cheering over, it's words like that. Because if there's anything about religion that we do not like as religious people, it is religious hypocrisy. Aren't I right? There's something about someone who puts on a show and acts the part and does all the right outward things but whose heart is empty and actually turned away from God that can can just boil, boil our blood, can get us all riled up. The, the thing about hypocrisy in, in the church, out of the church, we can usually see it from far off. We can smell it from 100 miles away. We're, we're smart people, and, and we can see right through it. The sad part is that we see it all too often, I think, religious hypocrisy. We, we see it sometimes in the TV preacher. Not all, every TV preacher, but just enough to... To bother us, uh, the TV preacher with his multi-million dollar home and his private jet uh, scurrying off across the country. People like that bother us. At least it bothers me, maybe uh, because I am a pastor and I worry sometimes, is that who I'm associated with? Is that what people think of when I tell them what I do? The, the hypocrisy bothers me. We see it in other places too. We see it in the people that I'll refer to today as long prayer guy or long prayer girl. You've probably met someone like this. They're the people that always raise their hand to volunteer at the family gathering or at the end of the meeting. And the problem isn't that they love to pray, because we all ought to love to pray, but they love to be heard praying, right? And so when they volunteer, you just look at your watch and you put your head in your hand and you slink in your chair because you know it's going to be another 35 minutes before they're done praying. None of us can stand hypocrisy. And I think the disciples, Jesus' disciples, would be right there with us uh, because they had their own TV preachers and long prayer guys in their day. They were called the scribes, and they were some of the religious teachers of that day. They were the people who were put there by God for the purpose of leading and teaching God's people in his ways. And, And they put on the show, they did all the right things, but their hearts were actually far from God. They were the people we we read about in our reading that loved to walk around with their chests puffed out in their long, expensive gowns, reaching for every compliment that was ever thrown their way. They were the people who would show up at parties they weren't invited to and take the seats of honor that no one asked them to sit in. They were the ones who who were taking the first piece of the birthday cake, even when it wasn't their birthday, These were hypocrites of all the worst kind. They they were supposed to be exemplifying gifts like mercy and love and compassion, humility, modesty, meekness, but not these guys. They were in it for the show. It was all about them. They loved to be loved. And yet that wasn't even the worst of it that we read about. Uh, What we read, the worst part about all of this, about this hypocrisy in, in the religious people, was how they took advantage of the weakest of the weak. We read about how they preyed on widows, some of the, the most vulnerable people in that society. See, what was happening was that these scribes, according to their own law, were not allowed to take a salary for themselves for the work they did. 
And yet they had robes to buy and appearances to keep up. They had become accustomed to a certain way of living, and they had to get their money from somewhere. And so what they would do is cozy up to these widows, uh, pretend like they were on their side, and then take their houses from underneath them and sell their homes from them, and then take the profits to, 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 to fund their expensive habits. It was these vulnerable people that were financing the, the whims of these so-called religious leaders. This was hypocrisy at its worst. And so they were there, presumably, in the temple treasury where we find Jesus today. That Jesus is in this room in the temple, in God's house, where the offerings were collected. And presumably, some of these hypocrites, these scribes, these rich religious people are there. And you can just imagine them walking up to the offering plate, can't you? Uh, Chest out, robe flowing, making a show of it all. They're just there, not to give to the Lord, but, but to let everyone know how generous they are, right? So you can picture them strutting their way up, turning to their buddies who are there that day, saying things like, uh, uh, Jeremiah, uh, how many zeros does your check have after it? Because mine seems to have a few as they dropped it in the plate. Or, or Ezekiel, uh, this is sure going to feel good to give my offering. My pockets have been heavy the last few weeks with all this cash I've been carrying making it rain there in the temple. You can imagine then how the disciples felt about all of this, right? They, they had to be furious because, again, these are smart guys. They've been around the block. They, they know hypocrisy when they see it. it. This had to drive them crazy. They probably wanted to scream and shout, so what? So what that you've given your hundreds when that robe of yours has cost thousands? And, and sure, you're, you're making an offering today, but how many widows' homes did you have to steal to, to write that check today? You guys are nothing but hypocrites. Uh, but those scribes and those rich people were not the only ones who were there that day. There was someone else we read about. It was a woman, a poor widowed woman, most likely upper-middle-aged, hair beginning to gray. She was probably wearing a robe, as was the custom in that day for women like her, but it wouldn't have been like the scribes. I picture it torn and tattered, maybe frayed at the edges, a few holes here and there, a pocket without a bottom. And she didn't have a check to give full of zeros. All she had were, were two small coins, her entire life savings that fit in the palm of her hand, the equivalent of a a couple of cents, probably not even enough to buy a loaf of bread. And, and yet she took those coins, all that she had, she gave it to the Lord. And as frustrated as those disciples were at the hypocrites and the scribes and the religious hypocrisy that was taking place in God's house that day, I wonder if they weren't just as frustrated at that widowed woman. Because she had gone in just about the complete opposite direction, the other end of the spectrum from those hypocrites. Well, while they were hypocrites, she, she had taken things too far. She had done too much. She was radical. She, 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 had, she, had, she had followed the Lord too completely. They might want to scream and yell at her too, like, like what are you doing, woman? Why would you give? Don't you know what they're going to use that money for? You watch Woman, you're going to come here tomorrow and and see one of those scribes in a brand new robe that he bought with money from people like you. I mean, wasn't it enough, woman, that they stole your house and walk all over you, that that they ignore you now as you walk right past them? They know your name, and now you're, you're going to give. Don't do it. They don't deserve it. Don't you dare put those coins in. 
You see, the truth is that most of us, we recognize that we want nothing to do with religious hypocrisy, but I, I think all too often, too, we, we would rather not be considered in, in the camp or the group of that woman. She is a r- radical. She is fanatic. We would, most of the time, most of us, we would rather be somewhere in the middle, wouldn't we? The middle is safe. The middle is comfortable. You don't really get hurt in the middle. It's not too hard to sit in the middle. Uh, there was someone else who was at the, the temple treasury that day, someone who was watching all of this take place. It was, it was Jesus. We heard in our reading that he has taken a seat there in the temple, and he's been watching this whole scene unfold. Jesus has, has watched as the scribes and the Pharisees, all of those religious people, made a show of their generosity. He's, he's seen the looks on his disciples' faces, frustrated and angry at what's taking place. And, and now he's watched as this, this poor widowed woman has come and given her entire life savings. And that's when Jesus speaks up. And he calls over his d- disciples. We, we heard it in our reading. Guys, guys, you've you got to come over here. Did, did you see what just happened? Did, did you see that woman who, who just walked up? Did you catch that? Because truly, I tell you, this woman ha- has given more than anyone else here today. Because, you see, everyone else, they gave out of their abundance. They had much to give. But this woman, out of her poverty, out of her nothingness, gave everything she had all that she had to live on. Did, did you see that? Did you catch it? Because that was true discipleship, my disciples. And now I wonder if, if the disciples' heads aren't spinning, <laughs> and maybe ours are too. Because again, we, we know we don't want to be hypocrites, but we also don't want to be labeled a, a radical or a fanatic. We would much rather live in the middle, the, the mushy middle. But But Jesus today does not call us to to live in the middle. He calls us to be like that widowed woman, the woman who gave everything, who who emptied herself, who who, who walked away from her entire life savings, as small as it might have been, because she recognized that she had something far, far greater than that which she was letting go of. See, that woman had faith. And maybe we need to talk about that word for a second because we use it in all different ways. Sometimes we talk about faith as as the facts we know and the things about God that we remember. And other times we talk about faith as our response. We want to be faithful. We want to give back to the Lord. But what this woman had that was so valuable was faith in its simplest sense. Faith being a relationship of trust. And that's what she had. She had a relationship of trust with her creator. And she believed that, that she had a God who, who would care for her and provide for her no matter what. She believed that she had a God who loved her and walked beside her. She had a God who would keep on providing for her no matter how much she gave away. She had a God who could give her far better things than those two small coins. And, and because she had that faith that, that filled her up, she could empty herself for the good of God's kingdom. See, brothers and sisters, I pray that all of us lovingly, lovingly run away from religious hypocrisy when we see it. But I hope we don't run away from that radical, fanatical faith of that widowed woman in favor of some mushy middle. Because after all, Jesus did not take the middle ground for us, did he? 
He very well could have. He, he could have lived his life in such a way that was comfortable and easy. He was God, after all. He could have done the kinds of things that the people were looking for him to do. He could have said the sorts of things that would have garnered him fame and fortune, but he didn't. He, he was willing to do whatever it took for the good of his people. He had faith in his father's plan, even though it was going to take him to the cross. And and as he was preparing for that cross, if you remember, as, as he prayed there in the garden, he, he did not run some sort of cost-benefit analysis, right? Like, like this is really going to hurt, and these people don't deserve it. So I'll just go back to my, my Father in heavenly glory and sit at his right hand for all eternity. No, he, he trusted in the plan of his Father, no matter how much it would cost him, more than his life savings, his his very own life, and he, and he died so that we might live. And, and just like with that widowed woman, there, there could be some that, that, that could argue that Jesus went too far, right? He had, he had done too much. Why would you do that, Jesus? These people don't deserve it. <laughs> don't you know that they've placed this crown of thorn upon your heads, that they've mocked you and ridiculed you? You're going to die for them? Why would you do that, Jesus? Don't you know there's going to be thousands of years of, of religious hypocrites, people, Christians, in name, who say they're going to stop sinning and then keep on going, people who say they're going to start doing good and then never leave their couch. Jesus, why would you do all that for people who are just going to turn away from you? It's not worth it, Jesus. But praise be to God that he didn't do that. Jesus did whatever it took for us, not living in some mushy middle ground, but, but going the distance for me and for you, giving up everything all because he loved us. Brothers and sisters, again, I, I pray that you run away from religious hypocrisy, but I, I pray that you, full of faith, would continue to trust in your Savior, that, that with that faith, we could live more and more like that widowed woman, giving up everything because we know that we have more than we could ever imagine. In Jesus' name, amen.